Hello and welcome back to Ask the Expert. My name is Sandy Minardi from Sandman Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, give us a call at 918-232-7665 or visit online at sandman.financial. Now remember, that's S-A-N-D-M-A-N dot financial. No dot com after it, just sandman.financial. If you have any questions about today's topic or your retirement plan, give me a call. I'd love to hear from you and possibly set up a virtual meeting. Uh, Before we discuss our topic today, though, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Tom Davis. Hey, Tom, how are you today? Well, Sandy, I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm just balancing between the social distancing do's and don'ts, but uh, we do continue to see a little bit of light at the end of that tunnel. So what's the plan today? What nuggets of knowledge are you planning to share with our listeners? Well... In the days after the coronavirus began ravaging the American economy, Congress quickly got to work on what's become officially known as the CARES Act. You may recall CARES stands for Corona Aid Relief and Economic Security. And uh, it's not a, a real fun thing, but there are some good nuggets, I think, of information in here that you may want to be reminded of. So, um, interestingly enough, the House and Senate quickly passed the bill with broad support, and then Trump signed it into law. And uh, during the past weeks, there's even talk of another stimulus package. I just thought it would be good to revisit some of the highlights, just in case some folks have overlooked some opportunities for their funds. So let's peel the existing CARES Act apart a bit so you can get a better understanding, kind of check the boxes, make sure you've, you've got everything um, that is of benefit to you and see how it might affect you, uh, just in case you missed anything. Good. I'm really pleased that we're getting into this CARES Act today. I can't think of a topic that's still more relevant to us right now. Is it true that the bills have already been passed, a, a total price tag of over $2 trillion with a T? <laughs> Actually, Tom, with all four pieces of legislation that's passed, I'm pretty sure we're well north of $2.5 trillion with a T at the current time. There's no shortage of great news stories about the CARES Act out there right now. But one that I thought was particularly well done that our listeners can reference is a piece from Investopedia.com. You know, that's one of my favorite mm-hmm. go-tos. Yeah. Dubbed simply enough, CARES Act. What's the $2 trillion coronavirus stimulus bill? It was published the end of April, so it summarizes what's passed so far. The original bill was signed into law on March 27, 2020, this year, and at $2 trillion, it was the largest rescue act in American history. It's designed to provide relief to large and small businesses, various industries, individuals and their families, gig workers, independent contractors, and hospitals. Then subsequent funds were approved for additional funding to small business, healthcare workers, and testing, among other things. Well, this ought to give us plenty of critical information to discuss. What's the first thing that jumps out at you about this CARES Act? Well, one of the biggest elements in the first law was the $350 billion earmarked to support small business in maintaining their payroll and some overhead expenses during this emergency. It was quickly followed up with another $484 billion of additional funding. The clear goal was to keep as many people employed as possible. A business, nonprofit, 
veterans organizations or tribal businesses, they could all apply for small business interruption loans of two and a half times its average monthly payroll up to $10 million. Now, here were, here was the original criteria. Okay. They have to have fewer than 500 employees. Um, they have they have more than 500 employees, but still qualify under the Small Business Administration standard. Kind of a caveat there. Mm-hmm. If they have fewer than 500 employees per physical location, and lastly, but very important that we've all heard a lot about, is that if they're food service or an accommodation business. Uh. It's important to note that for many businesses, most or all of the $10 million loan is forgivable. Of note is that the second bill of the additional money was attempting to get the funds to smaller mom-and-pop businesses, which are way less than the original parameters. Now, I know quite a few businesses with less than 50 employees that really needed the funds to stay open, and many of them got them. Well, that's great. What does the CARES Act say about how that money is used, Sandy? The loans could be used for payroll, benefits, interest payments, rent, and utilities. The fees are waived, and collateral and personal guarantees weren't even required. Payments are deferred for a minimum of six months up to a year. And there aren't any prepayment penalties. So if you kind of get, you know, your feet back on the ground and you didn't need the money, you can certainly pay it back without any penalties. The bill also includes $10 billion in emergency grants for small business, private nonprofits, sole proprietors, ag co-ops, and employee-owned firms. These grants can be used to convert into advances on the forgivable loans that we've already discussed. Well, it certainly seems like this bill might have been something of a lifeline for a lot of people and a lot of businesses out there, Sandy. Now, I understand that we have had this Economic Injury Disaster Loans, or EIDL, program for some time. Does the CARES Act change anything about that program? Uh, Yes, it does, Tom. Mm -hmm. Actually, the CARES Act enhances the EIDL program with $10,000 emergency relief payments for small businesses that might have been affected by the coronavirus. These loans don't have to be repaid, which essentially makes them grants. So small businesses can apply for EIDL loans up to $200,000 without personal guarantees. Well, clearly, as the countless news reports tell us, Unemployment has skyrocketed since this coronavirus thing upended our lives. So, uh, Sandy, what does the CARES Act do for folks who might be out of work right now? Millions of Americans are struggling right now. While it's a, a big deal to talk about how small businesses are being helped and thus hopefully keeping a lot of folks on the payroll, we kind of need to break it down to what does it mean for me, especially if I'm one of those people who aren't working right now. Thankfully, the CARES Act does offer some degree of relief for many of them. The bill extends both eligibility and payment amounts to the unemployment. Importantly, it significantly increases who's eligible for unemployment benefits. Pretty much every American worker other than remote online workers or those who have already been on paid leave are eligible. Expanding benefits to people like gig workers and contractors is certainly a big change and very much warranted. What else can you tell us about how this new bill offers some help to the unemployed? Well, in addition to providing benefits to people who weren't previously eligible, 
The bill also covers contractors, like you mentioned, and self-employed people whose benefits have already run out, and even part-time workers and workers with previously insufficient work histories. Listeners should note, however, that the bill does exempt those who can continue working remotely or who are already being paid sick leave or other leave benefits. There's also an increase in benefit amounts and the length of time that the benefits can be collected. Is that right? Yes, that is right. In fact, some of the latest talks that have surfaced recently are talking about extending that benefit length even longer. But we'll see. Uh, But for now... The window for collecting benefits has been increased from 26 weeks to 39 weeks. Now, think about that. That is over half a year to three-fourths of the year. The bill also funds the new Federal Pandemic Unemployment Compensation Program. That's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. Uh, It provides people with $600 per week on top of their regular unemployment payment. Now, that program also gives workers who've exhausted their benefits an additional 13 weeks of payment. Like most large federal bills, the CARES Act is a, a bit of a maze with plenty of new rules, regulations, and standards. But I think uh, I think we've done a pretty good job of breaking it down so far, Sandy. So uh, next, as I've done my own reading about the bill, I've seen references to uh, changes in taxes and tax credits. Can you fill us in a little bit more about that? I sure can, Tom. And, you know, we really have thrown a lot of information at our listeners. Um, so they, they may want to re-listen to this episode if they have an opportunity. I don't know. But um, I also think that we've done a, a pretty good job so far, though, wading through this doorstopper of a bill. As a financial services professional, I really take pride in researching these kinds of issues to help break it down um, for you know all of these complex issues and to be able to give people at least a good direction of where they need to go to uh, get the information or um, you know or provide the information I have. So having said that, I'm sure most of us know that thanks to the the CARES Act, many Americans have or will receive a check from the federal government that stimulus money. Specifically, one-time direct payments of $1,200, I'm sure we're all familiar with this so far, has been sent to adults making up to $75,000 a year. Married couples are up to $150,000 a year. They will receive $2,400. Families also get additional payments of $500 per child. Listeners should note that the checks gradually phase out for higher incomes and they drop to zero at 99000 for individuals and 198000 for joint filers. Uh, the numbers that we're discussing, like I said a minute ago on this episode, really come from this, this helpful article from Investopedia.com titled CARES Act, What's in the $2 trillion Coronavirus Stimulus Bill? Mm-hmm. So I'd check that out if you want to uh, refresh your memory on these numbers. Uh, one of the things that I've really been curious about, Sandy, and I think that this will also have some heightened relevance for our listeners, too, is what the bill means for borrowing from a retirement plan. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, I think you've hit a really uh, critical point here, Tom. The CARES Act allows people to take special disbursements and loans from their tax advantage retirement funds of up to $100,000 without tax penalties. Now, it also waives RMDs, required minimum distributions for 401ks and IRAs, 
as well as the 10% penalty on early withdrawals up to $100,000. So if you're under 59 and a half, you can, you can take advantage of this without penalties. That's a big deal. Account holders would be able to pay back the distributions over the next three years and are also allowed to make extra payments for the purpose of repayment. The purpose of these measures is to help anyone directly affected by the coronavirus itself or anyone who's been facing economic hardship because of the virus. Now, uh, Sandy, this certainly seems like the perfect time to remind our audience that before they take any actions with their retirement funds or their strategies, they should really reach out to an experienced and trusted financial services professional. And when you think about the size and the scope of the CARES Act, combined with the fact that Congress historically hasn't gotten much of anything done quickly, the speed of which the bill was drafted, sent to the president, signed into law, is really kind of remarkable. No kidding. Yeah. This has certainly been a vital topic today, Sandy. And as I mentioned earlier, the CARES Act and its numerous rules, changes, and requirements is certainly worth a chat with that financial service professional. Uh, this has, I know, been a heavy but necessary conversation. I'm, I'm glad we took it on and got it done. So, But uh, before you make any financial decisions based on what's been reported about the act, it is critical to get a second opinion. It, this is not the time to go it alone or act hastily. It is a time to rely on your established financial strategy, talk to your advisor, get a second opinion. Also, it might be a good idea to talk to your tax professional. Well, it's that time, Sandy. It's time to wrap up another week of Ask the Expert. Any closing thoughts? Yes, Tom. Just a reminder, my company loves to help folks that have fifty or 100000 to help them get a plan in place. Hey, if you have more in your retirement plan, that's awesome. Make sure you get a second opinion and revisit your plan once a year. It's great peace of mind to have a plan and review it occasionally. If we can be of any help, I offer a free consultation, no strings attached. Visit my website, sandman.financial. You can request an appointment there or you can call my office at 918 232 7665 to schedule a virtual or in-person appointment. Thanks, Sandy. And this concludes this week's Ask the Expert with Sandy Benarni from Sandman Financial. Take care, stay healthy, and God bless you. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of Sandman Financial and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, Sandman Financial makes no representations to its accuracy or its completeness. This commercial shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or advisory services to residents of any other state or otherwise permitted. Insurance products and services are offered through Sandman Financial. Sandman is not affiliated or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 